Welcome to episode 7 of the Be Like That podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about, I don't know, religion and culture and how, you know, they kind of sometimes clash if, you know, you have a, I don't know, a rich culture. <laughs> I don't know, man, because I'm trying to think of like, I don't know, white well, people. Well, they, they can <laughs> clash, but at the same time, they can also just mesh together in a way that you don't realize that they are one and the same or two different things. Right? Exactly. I mean, I guess like, Culture has such a, a a wide, like, diverse meaning because I don't think you can ever really define culture, at least, like, that encapsulates everything that culture is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and I think religion is part of that and it kind of becomes part of that. Uh, but, yeah, that that's going to be the topic for today. And I think everyone here uh, has some interesting stories and things like that that we can all bring up about, you know, how much it's, like... Things that don't make sense and at the same time a lot of things that do make sense with our specific culture, you know, where um, the, the reason I, I kind of wanted to talk about this is I don't know if you guys ever noticed there's so many things in like South Asian culture that isn't technically supposed to be okay in like Islam, which three out of the four of us here are Muslim. And Pratik, I don't know about you, but have you ever seen that where maybe... Hinduism doesn't fully like acknowledge, like not acknowledge, but support the things that the culture wants you to do. Uh, I'm sure there are, but I've been out of the Hindu loop for so long. I, I yeah. probably wouldn't be able to come up with one off the top of my head. Okay. All right. That's, that's completely fine. But before we get started with that, uh, anyone want anything they wanted to mention for today? Anyone do anything interesting? Anything interesting happen? I'd say the most interesting I can say is that uh, because of, uh, and I guess this is getting topical for a second, but because of, uh, you know, COVID numbers spiking up again, I decided screw a haircut. I'm just going to take a trimmer to my head. So I am now very, very egg-like in form factor. Oh, yeah. To me, did the self-haircut like uh, like so many people did during the middle of like big quarantine. Honestly, really it was either anymore. it was either a question of do it now and get a decent haircut but then also just do the egg down the line or just do the egg now and just accept my fate. Is it, did it turn out okay? It, I mean, it came out evenly. This isn't the first time I've done it now. This is what, maybe yeah. the third time, I believe, right? Like, if I look at my head, I'm just like, it's even, right? It's all even. Like, the top is a little bit longer than the side, so it doesn't look... I don't know. I, I made some effort into making it look presentable or aesthetic, but at the same time, like... There's only so much. I mean, actually, I'm going to say this and I'm, I know I'm going to be wrong because someone who, who can cut their own hair better is I'm sure going to school me. But like, in my opinion, there's only so much I can do with just a trimmer. Right. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah, yeah. Granted, I, if anyone asks now, I'm just going to be like, oh, my hair is short for aerodynamics. You know, aerodynamics. No drag with big hair. Oh, my God. You just got to run fast, right? You're like the kid at the school. You <laughs> just. Well, exercise while you're stuck oh. at home yes <laughs> nah. well to me i i think i mentioned it a couple times but ever since i think last year of high school i was cutting my own hair you did mention that i heard didn't, didn't don't don't you cut your brother's hair 
Uh, I did for a bit, but he he wanted like those special fades with the lines in them. I don't know how to do all that, but yeah, I I did cut my hair because my own barber sucked. He uh, he would cut my hair, and every single time I'd be like, I cheapishly be like, yeah, I know this is just what I wanted, and then I'd go home, get the trimmers, and like adjust it a little bit myself because the right side was a little bit longer. Like the you know how they do fades. Yeah. So he my the fade the part was a little bit higher on the left side or the right side than the other. So I would have to do do like little corrections at home and one day I decided fuck it, why am I paying $25 for haircuts every month or so when I could just save that money and cut my own hair? You paid Damn, $25? You paid 25. <laughs> $25. At some point this this guy decided he's hot shit and he he changed the haircut price from 15 straight to 20. What? And then I handed him the 20, not, know, not like knowing about the price change. So I handed him the 20. He was like, what, no tip? And I was like, ha, ha, ha good joke, Mike. <laughs> and then he pointed up and all of the prices had gone up by $5. This is probably in like 2012, maybe 2014 latest. There's no other barbers in the area? He's like right around the block and I've gone to like a couple other ones and they they don't know how to cut my hair either. Maybe I just haven't committed to one barber long enough aside from this guy, but I, I decided fuck it and I just decided to cut my own hair. Um Well, interesting. Well It's funny yeah. because when you said uh twenty-five, like Nikib and yeah. I immediately perked up because we both get the same barber shop, that charge was twelve and well, I've never had any actual complaints from them. Yeah, like I twelve mean, to start, right? It can go just, from there. They just recently yeah. went up to fourteen because of quarantine. But like that's understandable. Oh yeah, like, that makes sense. That's like fine. They, they went up to say so if you went back to you haven't gone back to Narek since quarantine, have you? Well, I was gonna go back this weekend and then change my mind. So yeah, no, the last time I went it was twelve. Right. So um, they they're completely wow. brand new. So our barbershop, well, mine that I gave to to me the dickhead. Um, <laughs> done nothing wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but uh, he they completely like revamped their store and it kind of like feels like a salon now which is so strange because i've been going to this guy since i was like 14 13 yeah it's been a long time right um and it's like brand new because it used to just be a traditional queen's barbershop you know what i'm saying and now it's like brand new and it was like 14 not the worst thing in the world but before quarantine i would get my beard done and my hair right yeah uh just because if i was going in might as well get everything trimmed up yeah, look spiffy. Uh, but now, re- oh, hey, thank you, Craig. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Well, that was so late. Okay, whatever. Um, but you would get your beard and your hair done. Yeah, hair done. And then since quarantine, uh, I didn't get a haircut, and I was like, I'm lazy. I don't want to look like a caveman. So I got like a straight razor and started doing my own beard. And then when I went back, I got a, a my beard done from Narek and my haircut. Um, and it cost me like upwards of 30 bucks where i used to just be like i would just take 20 like 25 bucks for beard and haircut so then i've since then i just get a haircut from him and i've only had uh, twice since quarantine well not even quarantine hasn't ended but well it has ended but since uh we've entered tier or stage four or whatever i mean i will say one thing is that like i've never had an issue with Narek's uh Narek's cuts or any really anyone there and yeah. how much they charge. But I will say, one thing I can definitely respect is like Pratik deciding, hey, yep. this guy's charging me a lot and I don't even like it. Fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. Right. Because, like, when it comes to haircuts, that's not something I've ever really tried to do myself. But, like, whenever they ask me, hey, you want me to do your beard for you? I'm just like, nah, it's fine. I'll just do it at home and I'll take care of it. One, save money. And two, I just do it the way I want to. 
Yeah. And also, I don't know about you guys. I'm sometimes, and to a fault, I'm a little too sheepish about like, where do exactly this? No, I didn't like that. No, do this instead. Right? Like, mm. I don't know. I don't, I'm not very particularly bossy. I do my best to describe it. And like, thankfully, when it comes to my hair, they're good enough to like know what I'm talking about. But like, I can totally respect that. Like, hey, you're deciding, I'm yep. just going to do it myself. Right? Like, uh, Nikib, a while back, weren't you, you learned how to uh, use a barbershop blade yourself, right? Yeah, I started using a straight razor for my own beard. Yeah, so I started doing that. Right, and like, yeah. that's, I think that's cool as fuck, right? It's just like, hey, I'm just going to go to town on my own beard with a straight up knife and yeah, not just slash my, my face out. <laughs> well, I have to, the thing is, I mean, it was half necessity and other halves, yeah, saving money. thing is with, uh, I, I am also in, I have great admiration for Pratik here, right? Because I don't have the balls to do that because I, I just can't because I, there are certain parts of your head that you can't see. And at the same time, I, I feel like I've said this to a lot of people, um, about haircuts if we ever talk about it is like there's a certain way well not a certain way you have to really know what you want and you have to know your way around what everything really means like for example like a lot of people they go to a barbershop and they're like oh he cut off too much what i always do is i'm like hey show me how much you're going to cut off like when i say an inch and then i'll be like, okay a little less than that okay maybe a little more than that um yeah. Or exact, or you always start off small. Like I start off saying, "Okay, hey, if my hair's really long, I'll say cut off uh, an inch, right? Because if I really want to get two inches cut off, I just say cut off an inch. I'll see if I like it, and then we can move on. So like, there's like different subtle ways, right? And then some people don't know, like everyone just gets a fade, but there's a high fade, there's a low fade, there's a taper. Um, do you want a neckline? You won't be able to get a neckline with a skin fade. There's a bunch of things like that that people just don't know. And I feel like that screws a lot of people because barbers just do what they think is best. People are too nervous to ask about this. these things. These things too, like the, the terms. I I don't know what any of what you just said is. What the fuck is a taper? What the fuck is a uh, neckline? Uh, well, your neckline is the, the neckline in the back of your head. <laughs> like, the line on the back it, of your head. Is yeah. it the split between hair and skin? Yeah, at the back, oh, at, okay, at the nape okay. of your neck, at the nape, right? That's yeah. like, do you want that uh, rounded or do you want that sh- like squared? Um, okay, okay. How do you want your sideburns? There's so many things that go into a haircut, and it really just comes down to like research. But yeah, that's but again, a great admiration for you to do it yourself because I don't have the balls to do it. He also has it easy like, because yeah. you have your preferences, and you don't know like, oh, do I? If if Nikki were to ask you, do you like your neckline? Like, do you want it rounder? Do you want it straight? You have no idea how to answer that up until like five seconds ago, yeah, but yeah. you already do have an answer to that because you do that whenever you give yourself a cut. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to, I mean, I, I think like you, to me at least knows this. I change my hair quite a bit. Like it doesn't drastically change quite often, but I get a different haircut every now and then. Like sometimes I'll go with the full on Pidgeotto look. Right. Sometimes they'll go a little like a lot shorter. Sometimes they'll get something that isn't faded at all. Right. They they all look similar, but they're not the same cut? haircut. Uh, that's actually something I was really debating on doing. Like I was really wanting to get a buzz cut with a high fade, uh, or like not even a buzz cut. Just uh, fuck. I don't know how to explain. I'll, I'll send you guys a picture. Like a two eventually. on top, three on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, right? And like really go that route. But because my hairline, I have a widow's peak. I feel like it, like unless I get my hairline done, it's gonna look like. You know Maybe who strange. else is a widow's peak? Who? You. Chris Hemsworth. No, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> All he I'm does. saying is you have the length. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I do always have the length. 
I thought uh, the answer was Vegeta, but like Vegeta <laughs> does have a way to Vegeta, speak. that's a great way to speak. Oh uh, my god! Well, <laughs> very interestingly talking about haircuts. I can Wait, talk about so haircuts real quick, all day. Real quick question for everyone, right? Just to gauge the room. Also, unless like Rafi, do you want to talk about your hair and or struggles related to it? Oh uh, yeah, sure. So you guys are worried about cutting your hair. I'm thinking to myself, how would I look with long hair? Because <laughs> you have your long hair now. Yeah, yeah it's kind of long. The last time I had a haircut was July. Oh, that's wow. a long time, buddy. Yeah. I had a haircut in July, so now, like, it covers my eyes and my ears, so I'm almost there at the, uh, I don't know. How long do you want to grow it? Uh, maybe up to my shoulders? Oh, wow. Because, yeah. Rafi, I think you and I are doing the same thing. I'm, I'm, like, three inches off, so what is that, like, four or five months away from there? Three inches, that is not four or five. That might be like six months. Basically, I'm just waiting until a barber shop's open. And well, then my Russian on... barber can like be like, oh, you look like Shower Khan now. Wait, Rafi, like, you go to Eric you. as well, don't you? No, no, I go to a barber near my uh, house. Oh, now you swapped, right? Since you moved? I swapped, yeah, because I moved. And yeah. that's too far away now, so. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so you're both going for big, long, luscious locks? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, I. I, I when I had my hair that long, I I grew so impatient with it. Like, it just, I mean, I, in the summer, it's because I had it in the summer, you know, when my hair was really long. So it, it's where it just got really hot, really oily. I was just tight. <laughs> I'll say yeah, this, Nikib, you mentioned hair. wanting a buzz cut. I don't think I've ever seen you in a haircut that isn't like some variation of like big wavy hair. Yeah, right? I mean, like, that's like naturally my hair is like that, right? So I like to show it off, right? <laughs> I think it looks good. Yeah, I mean... Uh, For anyone that doesn't know him, if his hands aren't stroking his hair at least once in a conversation, like, yeah. something's wrong. Oh, right? no, like, this is that I'm At least really once, attention. this man has to stroke his... Get his fingers deep into his hair and make sure you see him get a get a nice handful of that scalp. Well, like, it started it's off... Hot. Well, damn. <laughs> it, it started off as, like, because I don't use any product, my hair doesn't generally like stay, and that's completely fine. Because of that, it when I was younger, it would like fall over on top of my like forehead, so I just pull it back, and then that just became a habit. You know, like now it's literally I'll just do it. Now that you mentioned it, I really want to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have that habit too. Right. Like just putting my hair back in place. Yeah, that's all it is. Right now, it's just like straight up a habit. Even if my hair is like short, like I'll still do it. See, I'm the opposite because even when my hair is like long or at least, you know, relatively speaking long for me, like I try not to touch my hair as much as possible because then it gets oily so quickly when I start touching it. Like the more oh. I fiddle with it, the less it cooperates because it's getting yeah, oily. Yeah, yeah, you got to like do it very lightly as best as you can. I don't know. It's, it's very, very oh, so strange. There's a, there's a technique to stroking your hair. Isn't there, there's a technique to everything, my G. There's always a technique. <laughs> I, I mean, it also really depends. Like everyone's hair is different. Like it really is just that. What yeah. can you possibly do? Well, that <laughs> I didn't think we'd get into talking about haircuts. Very interesting. Um, well, let's get into the topic of the week. Religion and culture slash versus culture. So I wanted to I was I was thinking about this like a lot recently. You know, our faith I I I'm not no one here is a scholar, right? I do not know nearly as much as I should know about both my culture and my faith. Maybe I know a little bit about my culture, right? There's so many things, like, for example, uh, here's a very simple example. South Asian 
uh, there's a very big correlation between uh, South Asian, well, specifically women and gold. I think South Asian women wear the most gold out of any like ethnic group across the world. If I'm wrong, if anyone knows I'm wrong, like correct me. But I feel like that's true. And even a lot of men wear gold. In Islam, men are not technically supposed to wear gold. I don't know if it's like haram, but I I know that they're not supposed to wear gold. Isn't it jewelry in general? Or no, it's like, not. No, it's gold. Silver, silver is yeah. fine. Silver is fine. Bad. Gold is bad, right? Oh. But beforehand, before like you know the, the Mughals brought uh, you know Islam to the the Indian subcontinent, I'm assuming men wore gold as much as they want. It's such a massive part of our culture like think about it i'm like so many dowries are paid in gold right like it's yeah. straight up paid in gold right so uh it's such a interesting like that's such a small like uh example of what i'm trying to get at like it kind of clashes in certain scenarios another thing is like our weddings our weddings are very colorful our very our weddings are very fun and that's what they've kind of become but they're not supposed to be like that right it's supposed like at least the wedding purely in Islam is just the nikah, right? The reception is our cultural aspect of it. You know, they're singing and dancing and blah, blah, blah. Should we explain what that is for, for oh, people yeah, who please. don't know? Oh, yeah, please, go ahead, go ahead. Someone explain, explain it for Pratik. Ah, uh, yes, Pratik <laughs> doesn't know what the nikah is. Does someone explain what the nikah is? Yeah, Probably. that sounds like something that like uh, might need to be censored later. Yeah, oh, no. Right. No, it's not. Oh, not, not at all. Spelled N-I-K-K-A or something like that. Anyways, uh... I barely have an idea what it is, but it's basically it's just the ceremony itself, where the uh, where the imam or whatever reads like the the rites or whatever for the marriage. The rites. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. Like, like whatever think... he says for the marriage. Basically, like that's where they 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 read out like the the actual. They do like a, the, the... a prayer for it, right? And then they yeah. basically it's the it's the religious like in in at least in like our American culture, right? Um. Couples will tend to have like a regular like wedding in a hall and that kind of whole traditional ceremony, ceremony yeah. right? Um, but the nikah is the religious aspect where a a imam or like a Muslim priest will essentially be reading out prayers um, and doing like the vows there uh, in a much more smaller, more uh, like close family ceremony. It's usually done at, yes. at a house. It's usually done at either the at the, like the that, groom's yeah. house or the... the right. uh, usually it's the groom's it's house. It's at the bride's house, actually. I think. Is it the bride's house? Yeah, yes. Because my cousin recently got married. So, like, oh, yeah, then it, it happened at house. our, like, village when she got married. And basically, like, it's weird. So, like, technically, the woman, like, the wife itself and the husband, they don't really meet until the end of the ceremony. So, mm -hmm. like, for the woman it's itself, she just needs witnesses, male witnesses to say, like, oh, yes, this is happening, right? So, like, really, she doesn't need to be at her own wedding, technically, which is yeah, kind of weird, but, like... I mean... Anyways... That's, but, yeah, uh, basically, it's the... In Islam, it's the, like, religious aspect of the couple accepting each other and yeah. legitimizing their marriage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so it's, like... witnesses for that. So you could say, like, the legal aspect of it happens at the nikah, right? And that happens days before the wedding or the ceremony and then the ceremony is the celebration nothing really happens sometimes some families i know like to bring the imam to the ceremony and they do it for like a second then the imam like deuces out like he just pieces um yeah it's happened a few times but i've been to a wedding in quite a bit um but yeah traditionally like we don't really need the ceremony right it's just there no. because for the cultural aspect of it the wedding is 
a very big day in our in our culture, right? Your wedding day is is a massive day, probably like one of the biggest days. In and I mean, not in just in our culture in general, right? But right. not just because I in in South Asian culture, marriage is not just the groom and the bride; it is the merging of families, right? So the ceremony is the first day where the entirety of both families first interact properly. So it's it's, it's like it's as much for them as it is for the couple. No, it's more for them. <laughs> it's more that's for the family, for that's family than for the couple. No, that's that's literally what it is. It's you, when you get married. That's when it's they not flex, you. right? That's when yeah. families flex, and they're like, "Look at this hall. Look, look at these up. decorations. Look at the food, and now get photographed eating our yeah. wonderful food." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of wedding, this is very interesting. Uh, well, not very interesting. So I don't go to quite like a lot of weddings. First of all, because no one that I'm like really chill with. Like, even family members are really getting married or have gotten married, like, recently. But the last, like, really fun wedding that, like, everyone kind of, um, at least in my family, really, like, had a lot of fun at and really was memorable was my youngest uncle's, right? Um, and it's it's always been fun. Like, I remember I danced at that wedding. Like, I used to dance when I was a kidder for, like, for a little critter for, for uh, weddings and shit like that. Um, and I remember ever since I was, like, young, my parents were like, your wedding's going to be more fun than this. I'm going to make sure of it. So, boys, we're going to turn up whenever Nakib gets married, which is not soon. So, we look. <laughs> nice. Okay. I mean, it's sure going to be a haram-ass wedding. Under the table. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, no, but bro, what are you he, talking about? Problem, no, it has to be on the table because then his family and her family will look at all of us funny like we are the walking embodiment listen, of Satan. Listen, I will not be sober, but no one will know. <laughs> you can't say that now because anyone listening is going to be like, oh, let's not remember this exists. one 10 years from now. No, 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 oh, no. 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 I, I will. Who said that? To me, you can't be a bad influence on me. Oh, buddy. I apologize. My imitation of Nakib is just so spot on <laughs> and I really need to control myself because uh-huh. I could get him into genuine trouble. Yes, potentially. But no, no. Nakib, say you'll murder someone into- and blame it on me. Uh, okay, move on, move on, move on now. Yeah, so Mo- nah, moving on. Yeah, that I just wanted to put that in there. So we lit boys. <laughs> but yeah, back to the question being so in in a lot of weddings that like go on anywhere in the past decade or so, especially in the states, it'll usually have a religious aspect to it, which is a nikah, and then an actual like reception and whatnot. Um, and I guess to to Nikki's point, the question becomes: if you're doing it purely religiously. You kind of only need to get up to Nikah and then you're good to go, right? That's it. You you could just go home. You're done. You're religiously married. Um, yes, sir. And in our society, of course, like you got to go to get a court marriage and get your marriage license, but that's like a separate matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but like culturally, right? The Nikah for a lot of like again, I don't want to. You just say this is for everybody. I'm sure there's some families who yeah, the Nikah is one and done, right? But once you finish that, then that's only like part one in terms of ceremonies and that's when everyone changes into the crazy good outfits and like starts flexing at the reception mm-hmm. and you know that's that's where all the money goes you know i have so much more fun at like holuds than i do like the weddings are cool but i don't know holuds are so much more personal i don't know i like holuds a lot holuds are just smaller fun? right holuds yes so, like holuds indiv- so yeah holuds are so what holuds are are essentially it, it, this is that's a cultural thing. Holuds are cu- cultural, right? Where you go yeah. and you essentially yeah. feed the the bride or the groom, depending on which one's your part of your family, right? But you yes. go to both. Like if if it's someone that you're close to, you go to both. You know, like for my uncles, I went to all of their like their holuds and their wives' holuds, and same with my aunts. Um, 
But the holuds are always the most fun because the majority of people there are your family. You know what I'm saying? Or your side of the family, which is always, this, I don't know, I've always enjoyed them a lot more than the big reception. Don't forget the most important part of a holo is the uh, holo itself, right? Is getting yeah. that getting that pigment down. Basically, the point oh. is when you go there, you take a little pigment, like a little is it turmeric? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's turmeric, turmeric, right? Turmeric, yeah. So it is. A, it's a spice, and it's not actually like just a regular yellow yeah. pigment, right? Yeah, and you get to like get it on like the bride or groom's face or oh. whatever limbs. As as I've gotten older, I've become the little shit that like tries to mess with them the most. What, like smack them silly with a handful well, of Well, I don't hit them. I don't hit them, but I'm just like, oh, oh whoops, I, I grabbed too much. I'd be like, oh, whoops, I grabbed too much and like sprinkle it a little bit on their head too sometimes too. It's, it's kind of fun. <laughs> I had like, I'm my family, uh, basically my sister and I are the youngest amongst all of our cousins, right? Yeah. So we went to a good number of weddings growing up because basically by the time we were born, most of, most of our cousins were like like late teenagers, right? And as we got older, they all hit marrying age. And I remember one wedding where like one of the cousins had like three or four brothers. All of them took a handful of turmeric and went to, one, once they were ready for pictures, smacked the dog shit out of him, Oof. right? Like three, four hands full of turmeric all at the moment the photographer says cheese, and it, it was hilarious, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah that, uh, that, that's always a, a great time. But yeah, so again, like the holud, right? We There's nothing that in, uh, like in our religion that says anything for it or against it. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's right to do, but from the things that I've seen are, are wrong to do in our religion, I don't feel like a holud is very, um, what's the word? Acceptable? Rum. Is not it's not very halal, not I guess. Halal? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess something like that. Right? I, I think like a big question to ask would be like like the, something that when I was little I always thought was weird up until someone convinced me that I guess it's not supposed to be is that like Islam says like music and dancing is bad, right? Yes. Someone can correct me, Rafi. You might possibly know more about this than I do. But like I remember someone telling me that like when the day of judgment comes or some shenanigans like that. Every like, minute of a song you played is one minute and it's ten minutes in like, like <laughs> So like it's like, oh, the body parts are gonna start talking and say like what you did with them. Like so like your ears are gonna say what you listen to and my ears are gonna, gonna snitch at me and about. be like, Hey, he listened this dude listened to Candy Shop. That wasn't yeah. very PG of him. He listened to my milkshake brings other girls to the yard. Oh, <laughs> well, no. it's the boys, it's the boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean my milkshakes bring everybody to the yard. Yes. It's a party in my yard. Yes. Hey, <laughs> to me. What you Anyways, trying to say? Point being, like on the religion, like the thing is, the people who attend the holud and attend the reception can be very religious, right? Like I've never had any actual family members who are like I have a lot of family members who can be very religious, right? Mm. And I've never heard them say, "Oh, don't have a reception or don't have a holud." Yeah, right? right. Even though there is tons of music being played and tons of dancing, right? But at the same time, in theory, if you were like really, really strict about it and you were very, very pious. You would think, oh, I should avoid scenarios where I myself or my family members are being put into a scenario where they could be doing something that's considered, you know, uh, improper in religion. Right? right. Right. So, like, I want to bring up this question of it's always very interesting to me, or at least this statement and then whatever uh, we can go from. But it's always interesting to me, the lines people draw in religion or like what they are okay with and i mean even all of us right um for those of us who somewhat care or like you're not even just somewhat care are a little um uh 
I don't know what the word is. Uh, conscious, a little conscious of what what our religion says, right? What are the lines that we draw for ourselves, and why do we do that, right? Like in our culture, we draw the line, right, behind all the cultural stuff that uh, we were say, okay, this might be bad, but we'll do it anyway because this is what we do. Like this is literally just tradition, and this is literally what we grew up doing. It's always interesting, and that's why my perspective on like religion in general is like. No two people will ever believe the same exact things, and trying to do that will gain. Uh, will have individuals have their own perspective, right? And you can't ever make. Whenever you learn about religion from someone from a third party, they will their perspective will always be passed down towards you. And I think even for my kids or like you know the next generations, I can't avoid that. I will teach you what I know. How you want to interpret it comes down to you, right? And that's what everyone does, but people do will, I guess, twist. You know the what what the what the texts say for their own gain or for what they believe, right? How many times do your parents tell you, "Oh, music is not good," and then turn around, they're listening to their own bops? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's just very interesting to me. What do you guys think? Thankfully, I've never had that, but I have had my mom be like, "Hey, it's time to pray," you know, like for Maghrib, right, for evening prayer. We like turn that shit off, right? But uh, going back to what you said, it is really unfortunate how easy it is to start twisting religion and, in turn, kind of like imposing your own ideas of culture onto it. Because, like, people have many different views on Islam, right? Someone who doesn't know any better. And only watches certain outlets might think, "Oh, is Islam something that is oppressing, uh, or is like is is oppressive towards certain demographics?" And it's like, I have met people who have said, "Oh, no, Islam actually supports giving women more rights." Right? That the mm-hmm. Prophet uh, regarded his wives very highly, and they were considered very powerful people in his life. Right? Is his, at the his, same time, they were very up? influential people in his life. Very much exactly. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think to the point where, and again, I am no in no way a scholar, and this is just going off of whatever I remember learning from years ago, being a little a good little brown boy going to uh, is like Islamic school, right to Arabic school. Um, but like I remember, I think one of them was like a uh, like a CEO of a company, or like what would be considered like she was a merchant, right? like a big merchant at the time, um, and ran trading caravans and shit like that, right? So what we would consider as like a a leader of some sort of company type of thing, right? But then there are also people who can easily take text from the from the Quran and be like, oh no, this very clearly points to your wife is subservient to you. And must listen to each and every single one of your words, right? And it's like, it's amazing how 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 much someone can just impose their own biases and like what their view viewpoint of culture should be, and use religion to try and justify that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, even in Saudi Arabia, women can't drive, which is the epicenter of the religion. No, they can now. I think. Oh, they can now, but before they, they can would, now. Now being the sentence, right? Five years, not like a year ago, whatever. And they women are still getting executed for. I think a woman got executed for uh, uh, saying that her wife, like, I mean, her her husband, like, raped her or some shit like that. I think that that happened recently. I don't know. Oh, well, wasn't that like it wasn't her husband like one of the like princes or something like that? Like she was somewhere yeah. deep in the government or somewhere yeah. high up in like the uh, the royal family. Yeah. So they they had to off some off yeah. her real bad. Well, like you know, this is the epicenter of the religion. So when the global world hears about that, guess what happens? 
<laughs> like you know but that that's my, my that my point is like every single person on this earth will have their own perspective on what they are taught you know what i'm saying like it's always very interesting to me to see the way where people draw their lines and yeah what tamid said like i've met certain people you know there's there's this person who when i mentioned it we went to the same school like we went to the same university and when I mentioned to him, oh, I took my design project with a, a female professor, like he didn't say anything, but I knew like as soon as he said it, it was like an, oh, like he said, like he was like, oh yeah, I didn't take that class. And I knew as soon as he like gave me that response, he didn't take that class because the professor was a female. And I was like, man, how? Like, bro, like w w what do you do? Um, yeah, this is, that's always very interesting to me. Like even me, I know the lines that I cross um, I guess it always sometimes it, I find it like I, I try to learn more about people who like I don't know I guess like I feel like sometimes use their faith like you know kind of like really stand by their faith but then break the rules where like they selectively can. choose yeah. what to follow and what not and to. everyone does that everyone does that I always find it interesting to see which people choose which rules if that makes sense oh yeah absolutely because like it's one thing I would say to to like I 100% am guilty of selectively following like which rules I want everyone and is. which I don't, right? Everyone is, everyone. And I have my own view reasons and viewpoints for each of those and we can have a separate conversation about that but we'll be here forever, right? But point being, I won't take my viewpoints and impose that on someone else, right? Yes. But like... Or judge someone else. Exactly, right? Or judge someone else for their own viewpoints and their own take on what should be followed, what shouldn't be, right? But like the biggest thing is, I think it's easy for us to all kind of give a pass to like, I don't want to be too rude about this, but like old people who say who have dumb or or prehistoric viewpoints, right? But then when you meet people our age or just anyone younger than like 30 or 40 who has such old prehistoric like, like how, like, what do you mean, Nikib? You're taking a class with a female professor, right? Yeah. How dare it's, you? Right? And it's like. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm what do you taking mean, a film professor, right? Like, <laughs> where did you grow up? What, what when you walk down the street, what do you see? Right? Do you see like, do you see women who aren't shackled yet? Right? Do you do you freak out internally when you're walking to the subway of oh, all of? I see loose hair. I see women who haven't been claimed by a man. What it? What kind of society do I live in? And it's like, wh what's good with you, bro? Like, what what are you doing? Right. And it's like unfortunately, like I have met my my on uh, my own fair share of people who are like, I, m I remember this one guy in college, super normal guy, high school super normal. I actually knew him since middle school, right? And once he got to college, uh, we had a mutual friend who was just like you know talking about future plans and whatnot, and he unironically said, "Oh, I would want, I would want a wife who didn't go to college, right?" Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then everyone was like, uh, uh, yeah, well, because she's too busy, like, working, like, like, dropped out of college <laughs> to start her own gig type of thing, like, uh, direct competitor to Google. Yeah. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, nah, like, I just don't want her to be educated. <laughs> no, I would, uh, very specifically, I want a woman who is so. Uh, fucking aspirational that she left college and she's doing her own things. Just know, make man. sure she don't go to college. <laughs> I when someone says something it. that wild and up until that yeah, moment you thought this so person is like, a decent going? human being, you're just yeah. like, I, it, they're right? not crazy, right? Right? <laughs> right? 
And then this I, person, un, like, unironically, with a very straight face, apparently said, no, nah, I don't want her to be educated. I want her to stay at home. I want to be a housewife and just take care of the kids in the house. And it's like, oh. Ah. I see. <laughs> I mean, oh. I guess it's fine if, like, there's a girl out there who is looking to be a housewife. Um, but just, like, expecting that from women that you find attractive is a bit odd. Here's odd? the thing is, I know what you mean in, like, there's, if, if there's someone out there, or, no, not if, right? Because I'm sure there are. But if you just want to be housewife, that's fine. You do you, right? And if that's the thing you and your husband agree on or you and your partner agree on, that's cool. Again, you do you, right? But his reasoning to why he wants a housewife and how he wants his housewife to be is to specifically be uneducated right so as to set up a sort of like weird power gap between him and his wife and he this is a very religious person right who also like Nikib's friend does not take classes with female professors right specifically wants to make sure that basically he can keep them in line right and it's like I cannot believe you are real. I cannot believe you are our age and you are a real person right now. Quick tangent. I feel like he's going to lose his fucking mind when he realizes that Biden isn't going to run for a re-election in 2024. He's, and and if, she, if Kamala Harris actually becomes president, I think he's probably going to like have a breakdown. Oh my god. Okay, okay. I, at first I, I was didn't, confused I where you were going yeah, with that. Me too. But I now understand that you would, he would, free, like, you were saying someone like him would freak out the idea of a female president running the world. And yeah. the thing is, knowing the, the biggest thing is that I'm willing to bet he wouldn't ever publicly freak out, but he would just sit there and think, she, any, if she ever fucked up, she fucked up because she's a woman. Yeah, oh. because she had her period. Oh my god. Some dumb shit like this that. Is, it's so childish to me that, like, yeah. that perspective still exists. You know, it literally makes no sense. Um, but, again, what our perspective on this is different from someone who he grew up in whatever uh, environment that he grew up. Um, but I, I wanted to ask Pratik a question because we've been talking about, like, you know, uh, our uh, me, me to meet and Rafi's uh, religion. Pratik, have you ever experienced anything like this? Or, like, have you ever thought about it? Thought about like, it. like the lines being crossed in Hinduism because we already don't know much about Islam, right? We just know the bare yeah. minimum of what we know. But from someone who grew up in a Hindu household, have you ever experienced like someone breaking the rules that you know seems interesting that they're why they're breaking the rules or anything like that? Because I don't know what the rules really are. I mean, the rules are pretty much the same in every religion, right? Like, don't be a cunt. Yeah, yeah, um, don't be a cunt. I can, I can back that. Don't be yeah, a cut, yeah. guys. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, I, I stopped being religious consciously around like seven. So okay. I, don't really rem- I, I don't really know too much about Hinduism, aside that there are like a bunch of gods, but also some other people say, hey, these are all different uh, aspects of one god. So, you know, Hinduism is actually not polytheistic. It's monotheistic, all this shit. But um, I, I left because it just seems very... Like it just seemed like all of the people who were who were Hindu were kind of hypocrites, right? Like at one point, I mean, obviously it's just because I was a kid and I didn't really like the religion. No, um, I see. But, I see that. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, and when, when we would go to Temple, um, I, I would see these parents, like, yelling at their kids and, like, all of this shit, that, that shit, right? And then they would go inside the, the Temple, do these prayers and, like, be all pious and shit, and then walk around, do exactly the same shit that um, they were doing beforehand. So, it just seems kind of dumb. Um, also, a lot of the people who were big advocates of being religious and uh, um, Hindu specifically would tell me things like, you know, if if there is suffering, it's probably because, um, you know, you did something wrong. So remember, be good to your parents and shit, right? It, it, it's it's fucking annoying because around that time, you know, my family was going through a couple of struggles, right? But we were all like being decent human beings. We weren't like the things we were suffering from. It wasn't it wasn't um, proportionate to the shit that we were getting, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, yeah, th like that's the kind of mentality that pushed me away from religion. But I like a quick little tangent. I I, I think I heard somewhere that people who are religious were are, are um, more hopeful and that mm -hmm. helps them get further i tried to get back into religion for like a year i couldn't do it you, you it know it just didn't make sense you know yeah. with 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 that uh with that with that statement right with like you know trying to get back into religion and people being hopeful you know my whole perspective on at least religion is i'd rather believe in something versus nothing um, which, you know, that doesn't, I don't want that to come off the wrong way. Like, I literally just mean I, I hope that there is something bigger than all of us. Just because then being an atheist or being agnostic, it just feels, I don't know. Yeah, hopeless. You do feel it feels empty. Yeah. Right, it feels empty. It feels like life is worth nothing, right? And like, I don't, I don't expect there to be something afterwards. I just, again, that's the whole point of faith. You don't expect anything. It's literally just belief right mm -hmm. hope that's what it's really behind um and like when i was younger like in when i was a teenager and this like i feel like those those emotions obviously always are heightened during your teenage years it's like you always think in black and white right in when yeah. you're when you're in high school you everything is black and white right like you just think oh how could you know uh how could you know my parents say this and then turn around and do that or how could the, this mom say this and turn around and do that that means like you know religion is broken well, that's not true because there's so many people who have a more progressive view because times change, morality, like moral compasses change and things change. Things that were uh, wrong in the past don't need to be wrong now in the global sense of things, right? Like I was, uh, yeah, in the middle of quarantine, I was doing the same thing. I was really trying to not be more religious, but learn more, right? Try my best to just understand a bit more. And I, I don't know how I got to the point. Like, I think uh, after I saw my friend's, like, dog, I was like, is it really haram for us to get a dog? Because I kind of want one. But, <laughs> um, but I, was, I, was in the, I was, like, watching a lecture, right, talking about this. In the most um, explicit sense, dog is completely fine if it's a guard dog stays at the house, right? The whole point of it not being inside the house in Islam is because of, um, because of hygiene, right? That's all it is. There's one perspective I saw is you can get a dog and but what other person can't do, what a different person can't do is can't look at you and say you are not a Muslim because you have a dog. Right. And I like that's that's a perfectly understandable perspective is no one can say anyone else is not a Muslim or not a Hindu or not a Christian just because they uh, want or like they desire something or there's something that they want to do that is not overtly destructive, I'd say. 
right? So no matter what, like my parents will be like, oh, why'd you get a dog? Like, I mean, I'm, I don't want one like as of right now, but I'm saying like, they can say, oh, why'd you get one? You know, this is not halal. Like, you know, the angel won't come into your house like they said in the Quran, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't not make me a Muslim. Nothing that someone does can like allow me to say, give me the authority to say that that person is not a Muslim, not a Christian, right? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, your religion is your own, right? Your own perspective, because no one else shares that. Yeah. I actually, I, I heard that the reason you can't have uh, a dog in a Muslim household is because it prevents, it, it like dissuades or prevents angels from coming and taking you to heaven when you die. There's, there's a, yeah, the, there's like a that. story. There's a story where I, I think the, the angel, well, Gabriel, Jibril in, in Arabic, right, was going to come to a household. Uh, was going to come to a household, but because there was a dog inside, he didn't come in. That's all it says. It's just a story. Listen, all I'm saying is, would you rather right. have an I'm angel wrong. living in your house while you're alive, <laughs> or would you rather have one take it to heaven when you're dead? Ruffy, am I wrong with that? I feel like that's the story, right? No, you're you're correct Wait, about something that. Like that. It's right? also, a, a lot of it comes from the fact that, like, um, like, you have to also keep in mind, and this is kind of going along with what Nikib said earlier, in that over time like perspectives on on certain things change right even though like religion itself may not change um at the time of the like like the writing of the quran which is what like 480 uh, if i remember correctly five, right somewhere around that? like 500 or so it's like 480 right, right. i think yeah but a good long time ago right 1500 um around ago. that time right cats were considered hygienic and kept as pets right uh which is why like even the prophet had pet cats right mm-hmm. um but at the time dogs weren't really domesticated they were more just street animals right so the the reasoning was that as a matter of like uh hygiene right dogs were like it was discouraged from having dogs kept as animals near you right that's why they say um i think they keep you mentioned too that if you have a dog as either like for farming purposes or for as a guard as a guard dog uh yeah have it don't let it in the house i mean so many so many prophets were shepherds right like the 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 occupation of being a shepherd is kind of a holy concept right Right. like uh moses was a shepherd even uh the prophet was partially a shepherd right like and it's it you need a like you there's fucking shepherd dogs for a reason right 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 right. but like a lot of that is like like back in 500 ad that reasoning makes sense right it's also the same reason why the quran also like has specific texts dedicated to um trying to make sure that like uh uh, muslims that follow it are exactly if they're clean and hygienic is because at the time not being disgusting and spreading disease is a running problem which the quran tried to address right but again, that even though society changes in 1500 years, the text doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I know plenty of people with dogs, dogs that are pampered and cleaned, arguably better than other pe- some people are, right? <laughs> and it's like, are you telling me this good boy right here cannot be, you know, it, it, it's a problem for him to be in the house mm-hmm. or it's a problem for him to be in the same room as you? Like, it's fine. He's clean. He's great, right? And it's just a matter of like, like this is this is definitely one of those things where where culture and religion can easily uh, uh, intersect, right? Mm-hmm. And and like bounce off each other because yeah, religion will consistently say, yeah, have a pet cat, right? Like I have family members who have cats, and it's like, oh, that's fine. They're cute, whatever. They hang out. But like, I know one family they let their cat just out into the backyard where it'll just butcher a rat and leave it in the kitchen. 
And I'll just look at that and be like, is that really cleaner than the dog who never leaves the house to begin with but to go pee, right? But it's like, religion doesn't change, right? Yeah. All the best you can do is pick and choose what you feel like applies best to you. But then that goes back to the conversation of other people also picking and choosing and saying what you, pick, you, what you picked and what you chose, I don't like it, so you're clearly not a Muslim. Yeah, I think, I think that's my biggest problem with, I guess, other people. Like, not religion, right? It's the, the concept that, that I believe, you don't believe something I believe, so I don't like you. I hate that so much. Like it but like, It's not me. just I don't like you. It's it's I don't like you, and I'm a judge. And you. you're going to hell. Yeah. Right. It's it's like Fuck I you, don't bro. like you right now. Yeah. And also eternal damnation for you yeah. after we die. Yeah. I right? wish I could like, look them in the eye and say like, "Yo, I'll meet you there, you dickhead." <laughs> like I quick wish. Quick anecdote. <laughs> quick anecdote. Yeah, go ahead. Um. So I had a friend. This is not my story. This is my friend's story. Basically, uh, she. I, I I think there was like a post that she put out about like a gay guy being shamed because he's a Muslim and people are saying he can't be Muslim or something like that. And like how um, being gay is like a Western idea. And that is entirely false. That's, right, that's bullshit. Right. And she tried to explain that like, you know, it, it's it's more accepted in Western um, civilizations um civilization societies uh western societies right um and he was talking about how like you know it's not right and it it's better that it not be accepted because then it just lets them do whatever they want and Wait, how what? it's wrong and shit uh let's let gay people fuck and be themselves i guess and that's wrong oh. and that's wrong right and 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 i think she was talking about or maybe i took over at this point it was like two weeks ago i kind of forgot but basically uh the idea is like why are you judging, you know, God's creation, bro? Why yeah. don't you leave that shit for God? Wor worry about your goddamn self. Yeah, like, <laughs> who the fuck are you to judge God's creation? Are you better than God? How about <laughs> you, you fucked out? Are you implying God made yourself? a mistake? Are you implying God made a mistake? Go <laughs> ahead. Go, no, no, no. <laughs> go, go up to God. Go up to, make fun of this guy. Bully this guy. And then when God pull, pull, pulls you up after you're dead, he's going to be like, wait, so you were bullying this guy because of how I made him. He's <laughs> I love real that. quick. Like, oh, so we got a heretic over here. <laughs> it's in the book. And then God's going to be like, what book? The book that fucking someone wrote seven millennia ago that was translated over hundreds of times. That book. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other conversation, right? This book yeah. has been written a million times. Not I'm a million. Sure fucked with billions, it. I'm sure trillions fucked of with it. Like, it's, it's like things... Bro, even right now, words do not translate properly from one language to another. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It doesn't make any sense. Right? The so, biggest thing, isn't it, that like it's not just that the books themselves are unchanging. It's that when they get translated, they get changed. Yeah, right? no yeah. matter what. I, yeah. I remember, and again, I am definitely not a scholar in any right, so someone can correct me on this. But I remember reading an article that was actually explaining that, um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen this before, but there are a lot of, like, let's say in, in American society, a lot of right-wing Christians who are like, ah, you know, gay shouldn't be allowed to get married, right? Because it's against the Bible. And it, it was say a, that in the Bible, right? Exactly. So, no, no, here's the thing is that the original text doesn't have, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't list homosexuals or gays or anything about that specifically, right? Mm -hmm. But when it got translated, there were things that were added in to make it, make it geared towards like homosexuals, right? 
the original text, to my understanding, if you were to translate it like directly, is more referring to pedophiles, right? Yeah. That you can't lay with another man. Uh, like it's referring to to pedophiles, right? Laying laying with you know children, which I think we can all agree that's a big no no, yeah. right? But then when being translated and having other bits of subtext and shit added into it, it became no, it's about the homosexuals because someone who was translating it had a bit more of an agenda. I mean, like, think about, like, here's the most um, egregious example, or at least in historical fact, in my eyes. The Anglican Church. King Henry literally said, hey, fuck you, I want to get my, uh, my, my uh, marriage annulled. He said, I'm the Pope, right? He said, fuck you, I'm the head of state and made his own church. <laughs> like, like wait, wow. wait what <laughs> you know what i'm saying like uh, like it doesn't matter because if you're like by all means being an anglical christian i don't know what the word is right is it anglo-saxon something like that i don't well, know what you're talking about anglo-saxon is like the people oh my god my google is talking i'm sorry um i didn't hear it no it's okay um but like think about it being part of that uh like culture at that time bro my king is now with the pope I gotta listen to everything this motherfucker says because he said so. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Of, of Like, you can literally just do that. Well, like, they could. You used to be able to just do that if you were powerful enough. Right? Yeah. I am... Now I am the Pope. Fuck you. Right? Like, oh, it's so funny. Okay, wait. I have a question for you guys, but before we move on, I just want to make sure we don't... Like, I want to... It might, like shift gears a bunch right mm. um but before we do like does anyone want to share anything like about what we've said so far i think like, we've Ruffy, got our Ruffy, have you said anything you, is there anything you want to share uh i mean so the idea of like uh books being changed and all that so um i think it's always like i always hear like oh the quran is great because it's never been changed and all that and like I, I really don't believe that. I think I'm pretty sure it's been changed somewhere along the line. It's been like what, fourteen hundred years? Wait a second. The Quran originally was written on a goddamn cave. It was changed from the first day it was made into a no, book. It was uh, <laughs> it was written from memory because it yes. was like all memorized by Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad, and then like people transcribe what he said. Right, and they were all writings on a cave, right? And then it was made into a book. So and even the, the order, bit, right? The first right? few bits were writings on the cave, and then like yeah. it was all just. I think Gabriel just all gave yeah. to him, and he was just like say to people and people will just write it down yeah, so like, yeah 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 it was probably lost in translation at some point in within these 1400 years like immediately lost yeah because he was just saying it and people were just writing down what he was saying yeah unless everyone had a photographic memory or not a photographic memory but like perfect recall then yeah, yeah it was probably paraphrased total recall so a lot of religious books like they're relevant to like the times that they were like written in so like a lot of their text is just like not relevant for us right now. Also, I guess to piggyback off what you're saying, like there's also a running issue of um, what do you call? Like I don't remember exactly what the term is. You guys might be able to help me out here. But like Islamic scholars who do interpretations and like decide new rules based off of what's said in the Quran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Is it hadiths? Hadith, well, hadith is like it, a there's saying no, of the prophet. Yeah, there's oh, okay, no okay, more. Never mind, not that. Definitely not yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's right? no but more like, hadith. The issue being like the scholars who debate this sort of stuff, who debate interpretation and how it can be applied to situations that aren't explicitly written out in the Quran. Like they can all disagree. Which one you follow is just sort of comes down to which one I don't know gets the most support from like whatever authorities are in power, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, which okay. again, when you you talk about it in the context of 
believing in an all uh, like a, an, a higher power doesn't make any sense because it might not apply to you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. pretty fair. Right. All right. So what I want to ask you guys is that last week we talked about kids, right, and how how much of a struggle it is parenting, right? We did. The biggest thing. Oh, we did. Yeah, 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 we did. Okay, yeah. And All right. Well, well, to some degree, at one point or another. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I want to ask is basically, when it comes to trying to find that balance between culture versus religion, I feel like a lot of that comes from your parents, right? And whatever sort of biases slash time they put into, uh, like, like telling you, oh, this is okay versus this is not okay, right? How do, how do each of us individually, or how do you guys, like, make a decision about what to tell your kids is okay versus not okay, right? Because it's easy, easy to just tell your kids, like, oh, yeah, just do whatever, as long as it's not a problem. But, like, a young child doesn't exactly know what could be considered a problem, right? So then, uh, how do you go about trying to set a notion in their head of, like, teaching culture versus religion, essentially? Um... For me, I at least at least like I I've thought about it a little bit, but it's like first of all the fundamentals. Like I I do want to teach the fundamentals, right? The five pillars, praying. You know, even if I don't do all of them, praying. You know, fasting, everything, going to Hajj, right? Like the the five pillars are literally just the fundamental basics of what it takes to be a Muslim, right? Or like explicitly a Muslim. In terms of the gray areas. I think the overarching theme that I really want to be, uh, really want to make clear to my kids is what Fatigue said earlier. Hey, don't be a cunt. You know, like that's the overarching theme. It's like, hey, is this the right thing to do in this situation? Is it the right thing to do? Right? If it's not in your own head and you know it's not, then it isn't. Th it is not the right thing to do. When it comes, like, if you're, if 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 my son or my daughter is scheming someone, right? I'd be like, bro, you know you're being a cunt, right? Like, um. I guess trying to get them to critically think and understand the consequences of their actions, right? Like, if they do something just traditionally haram, like they go out and eat, is it hurting anyone? Is it hurting you? Not really, right? Like the whole hurting point God. of right, hurting God. The whole point of halal haram is the whole back thing is uh, before, even before, it's animals that were seen to be clean to eat, right? You know the whole thing about pork and is what I was taught as a kid is oh yeah pigs roll in mud and they're dirty doesn't affect their meat it's just what you're right. taught right it's literally just what you're taught it doesn't make any sense and maybe pigs back in the day were much more prone to disease who knows i don't really really care because it doesn't it's not a problem anymore um uh, right i also heard the issue with pigs is like uh they eat anything so like whatever you give them they'll most likely eat it probably from whatever. Well, yeah, maybe, right? Like, again, is it hygienically a problem nowadays? Definitely not, you know? Can I just bring up that there are humans that eat ass? That is true. Yeah, that is true. we're not much cleaner. But we're not saying we're you know, cannibalism is okay. But No, 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 no that's not <laughs> no, what I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but my overarching theme that I want to teach my kids is, hey, be a good person. You know, I always tell that to my parents. You know, it's like no matter what I do, no matter what mistakes I make, is like I want to be the best person I possibly can be, a good human being, right? I think that's what I want to teach. I'm going to add on to Tamid's que uh, question. Do you, are you going to encourage your kid to be religious and follow a specific religion? I'm pretty sure it's going to be Islam, but... Well, I mean, I, 
I'd raise my kids to like, you know, to know about it. How much they want to follow it comes down to them when they get to a certain age. Like, I, they will be exposed to it, hopefully by me, hopefully by my wife and my family. But when they get to, for example, like my age, it's like, I, I, I've told my parents this, it's like, you can tell me to pray all you want, but your job is done. Whether I do it or not, it's my decision, you know? So at a certain point, it becomes just their decision. Yeah, I agree. So like, for me, like, uh, for my, like, I guess kids will be like, I'll teach them, like, what I know, have to, like, follow me along and, like, do stuff that I do. Like, if I pray, then, like, I'll have them stand by me and pray and all that. But, like, once they reach a certain age, I won't really force anything on them. And, like, it'll just be, like, their decision what they want to do and what they don't want to do. That's pretty fair. How about you, Pratik? I know, like, you're not the... Out of all of us, you you might be the least religious. What's your... what What would be your thought process going into, like, how to teach your kids? Okay, I think I'd like my kid. I I have a feeling I'm going to end up with someone who's religious. Um, I just feel like more people are religious now than not. And I think I would want my kid to grow up religious. Maybe not like force them into it, but if... And and I would obviously like not hide the fact that I'm uh, atheist or agnostic, whatever. Um... But I would want them to grow up with religion. Like if they went to, I don't know, if if they fucking went to church or like temple or mosque or something, right? I would encourage them to go uh, regularly, maybe like once or twice a week. Okay. Actually, I don't know if this is a conversation you want to have, but I feel like there is a distinction between them. Would you describe yourself as atheist or agnostic then? I would consider myself atheist, but I have flip-flopped. Okay, fair, fair. So you're saying essentially you'd like, I guess not too far from what uh, Nikiba and Rafi said of like, kind of let them, let them learn about religion. But then for you specifically, it would be like, also let them be aware that you're, you're not very pious to begin with. I would... I mean, this is all hypothetical, right? Because I don't know if oh, I'm yeah. I mean, going to end up... Again, yeah. when it comes to, like, kids, like, every time we have this sort of conversation, we're all kind of ignoring slash taking for granted that we all ha- would have another half who would have input and have their own opinions and viewpoints and visions on how to raise them, right? But this is just sort of, uh, just since the four of us are here, like, the four of our opinions. Yeah, yeah. So, I... If my wife ends up being religious, I would probably want her want her to like, you know, raise the kid religiously, like take care of that facet because I don't want to like fuck it up. <laughs> I already <laughs> fucked it up for myself. <laughs> I fucked it up for myself. My brother, my parents are being less religious now. Um, I feel like so that's I, a great justification what? of like, hey, I'm going to let my wife take the lead because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the lead on like sports or something yeah or like something that i yeah. that i am good at right Manly. Um, <laughs> i mean shit if she's like a an athlete too i i, I would have the dream um but um shit what was uh i'm sorry I'm where sorry. was you, i uh your you point s- being uh what you would do if she was religious oh yeah no no i i i would prefer the kid to be religious um and the reason I'm I'm flip-flopping between agnostic and atheist is because I f- I feel like I've had conversations or like thought process thought uh thought whatever I've I've had <laughs> thoughts about like um how if there is a god I I I need to make sure that I do certain things right um but also if there's a god that 
only likes me if I pray to him, likes me over a criminal that prays to him, right? Uh, then I kind of don't give a shit. Fuck that guy. Uh, fuck, fuck that God. Uh, I don't want to believe in that God uh, to, to begin with. See, these kinds of thoughts are the reason why, like, my parents are, like, moving away from religion. So this is why I wouldn't say anything like this. I would kind of let my wife take the lead here. You know, that just reminded me, like, the last bit of what you're saying just reminded me of the, uh, I, I don't remember what video this is, but it was like a, uh, like a skit of Hitler, like, in the last few seconds before he kills himself of just being like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ is my savior, I've just been saved, I'm not going to hell, woo, and then kills himself right uh, just like hey this is okay right that's how I that mean, works this re this reminds me of like you know there's this thing is like uh when you die they, you say a dua that makes you go to heaven and i was like oh so, so like there's a loophole here's the loophole boys we are <laughs> yeah like yo asking for forgiveness is such a cheap shot like yeah i gotta live here being like all nice and shit just because i don't want to be a cunt and what religious people have an out i'm trying to be religious then but yeah <laughs> I mean, well, no, joking, I get that. Joking. I guess that, that is a whole different conversation. But just before we jump into that, what about I'd you? Say, like, um, for me, yeah. So for me, it would basically be, uh, I guess, not too different from you guys. Like, um, I think I definitely want to, like, like, for for me personally, I don't think I'm the most religious Muslim in the world. I'm definitely far from that, right? Honestly, I feel like I'm closer to agnostic in the sense that, like, I feel like there there could be a god right there also could not be that's fine if there isn't it's fine if there is but i definitely don't think he cares what i do on a day-to-day -day basis right and i know that's something that a lot of people like disagree with right i don't think in all knowing all seeing all omniscient being definitely gives a shit uh whether or not like i'm doing a i'm following a specific set of rules right that being said when i was little like when I was really young or be between like, I don't know, six to seven, I was a very good Muslim boy. Like <laughs> I went yeah. to Arabic school every weekend with my sister. Um, they had like levels and shit, like beginner, intermediate, whatever it is. I remember like my my teachers were like surprised I was rising up in the ranks, right? Yes, really boy. quickly or some shit. I, I looking back on it, like it was hilarious, right? Yeah. And then they'd have these uh like once a year, they'd have like these competitions to recite, and I won it once. I got first place my one time. Guy. Right. The thing is, that was me at seven, right? Like seven or eight, whatever it is. As I got older, like I, if you ask me to recite right now, like I'm just gonna sit there and be like, I will do it in my head. Like I'm not reading that shit out loud. Don't, <laughs> dear God, don't make me do that, right? Yeah. Um, like it's just such a such a disparity between how I am now in terms of religion versus yeah. how I used to be. Um, and of course there are plenty of personal reasons for that, for which we're not here forever. But I think I definitely would like to give my kids the opportunity to learn about religion right learn about islam um and then from there let them make up their own decisions as to if they want to be religious how religious if they don't want to be religious if they want to just say screw it all that's fine right if they want to say i follow part of it that's also fine right i personally if someone asked me i still identify as muslim right i still do a lot of the important stuff i don't pray as much as i should be but that's a separate conversation um but at the same time, like, I really do think it just comes down to at the end of the day, and we've said this many times before, so it might as well be the slogan for today's yeah, episode. God's don't plan. be a cunt. Right? Don't be a cunt. Just don't be cunt. That's my life motto. That's my life motto. Yeah, it's a good I think life it's motto. a solid life motto, right? And yeah, I think it's well. easy to teach a kid, don't be a cunt, right? Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing is, like, that's unfortunately, we also 
and then like I can only speak to my own personal experience. We also live in a society where sometimes just not being a cunt isn't is, good enough for certain people. Gonna, no, but in my opinion, they're just gonna have to deal with. I that, mean, yeah, then right? that's that that seems like a you problem. You know what I'm saying? Like that seems like exactly. another person. Like if someone comes up to me, is like, "Yo, bro, you don't pray. Like you go out in shorts." I'm like, "So, what happened, bro? You tight or what?" Like I don't know. That's I my dick. why, why yeah. are you looking at my legs? Eyes up here, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like I'm like, bro. I said it to one of my aunts, and that shit was hilarious. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, did she did she tell you why do you have like shorts on? Yeah, no, no, no. It was uh, I wore shorts that like go just above my knee, right? I'm you also six are. feet tall, so like it's <laughs> legs for days, I guess, right? And one of my aunts tells my mom, "Hey, your son's shorts are too short." My mom's had this conversation with me before, and I've told her it's fine, right? I told her it's perfectly fine. Yeah. And then and then me being fucking th- this aunt is also kind of young. Me being like quippy and she was like eyes up here and she just looks at me like that's not funny and I'm sitting there fucking dying. Right? <laughs> like <laughs> two exactly. completely different pages right this there. This is exactly what I expect to meet conversations to go like with his family. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's a great time. It's a great, yeah. it's a great time for the people who don't have a stick up their ass. I do yeah. have a few family members who have the biggest stick up their ass and like during weddings they want to do religious talks and I'm just yeah. like please go away. Please go away. During my I I'm going to I'm going to go on the record right now, right? For the four the three of you guys as witnesses and for anyone listening. There will be no religious talks from no religious members of my family at my wedding. Going okay. on the record. That right. shit is such a downer. Like the last thing anyone needs to hear is follow this shit or you're going to hell. And then right? you guys like, get on the dance floor and party like an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, to me, it's going to twerk. Yeah. Oh, uh, to me, yo, I saw a fun. video on Reddit on how to twerk. It's all in the ankles. That's a separate conversation. We'll okay, talk what about the that later. <laughs> okay, anyways, buddy. anyways, yeah, the weird parts of YouTube, right? Anyways, oh. point being, oh, one thing I do want to share on like an actual more serious basis is, I want my kids to you know learn about Islam and stuff like that. I personally don't want to send them to Arabic school. I don't want to send them to like a big class thing. If I could pick. Right. And this, of course, given a bunch of things like, you know, um, got the money for and whatnot. Um, But I would prefer to have like a private tutor type of thing to teach them only Mm. because like I went to Arabic school and like it's like it's like rolling the dice in terms of if you get a a teacher who's nice or if you get a teacher who's an asshole. And unfortunately, because it's Arabic school, like some of the teachers can be really old fashioned. They'll beat your ass. Or I got my ass. Everyone got their ass beat at Arabic school. Exactly. Like I think I never did. I'll be honest. I never did. And I I had mostly nice teachers except for one who was kind of mean. But like he liked me because I was his like little prodigy boy. And again, this was me as a young kid. Right. Um. But like I watched kids get their asses beat, right? And granted, some of them deserved it, but that's not for me to decide, right? But point being, I would like someone who's a bit more, you know, uh, not prehistoric in their viewpoints to teach my kids. Yeah, go ahead, finish. No, 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 it was exactly that, right? Just like, I don't want like someone with prehistoric viewpoints teaching, like if I have my son, like I would want both of my kids to be taught together. And let's say hypothetically, I have a son and a daughter, right? I don't want someone telling your son something. I don't want someone telling my else. kid that kids that uh, like I don't want someone telling my son you get to be the man in the house and someone telling my daughter you should drop out of school and have no life aspirations because you might as well just be a housewife in the future right like yeah. that shit that shit doesn't fly in my household yeah. I, I agree with you um I so again a lot of the things my parents like put me in I'm I was like tight when they put me in them like Bangla school and like Arabic school but I'm grateful for doing those things now um, but I I was 
learning quote unquote or like practicing Arabic well into my like mid teens. Um, for the beginning of my life, it was all in schools, right? It was always like Saturday, right? Saturday, Sunday, right? It was a pain in the ass because you wake up early as a kid and you're just like, man, I don't get a day off. Well, whatever. I'm just venting. Um, and I agree. I 100% would not do like sat- evening school, like, I mean, Saturday or Sunday school at a mosque because same same thing is I don't know what they will be telling my son or my daughter. And like, you know, our parents would be like, whatever they say, it makes sense, you know, believe them. But again, perspectives change religion. And that's, I feel like that's something our parents might not really think about is like, they may say something that doesn't make sense in our eyes, but because they raised in Bangladesh, they're taught like essentially the same things. Um, but real quick note about religious schools, Mm -hmm. I feel like they have a really high rate of like teachers getting frisky with kids. Yeah, because parents allow their kids to get beat by, uh, like no, 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 no. I think oh, oh, I don't. For that, I I can only go off of anecdotal uh experience, and thankfully, I don't think that was a problem at the Arabic school I went to, right? I do know yeah. what you're talking about, and I guess that's also a concern, but yeah. that's not one that came to my mind. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't, I've I just wouldn't go I've heard way too many stories it. like this. Really? In, what, I've in, heard a lot. Like, at first I heard temples? one friend talk about it. No, no, no. There's, like, one next to my school. Like next Arabic to where school? I live. Arabic yeah. school? Oh, a- really? Yeah, an Arabic school around where I live. I don't want to, like, say it out loud no no, no uh, don't, on the don't, podcast. Don't. No, um, no, I'll probably say it on Discord. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it later. But, uh, but basically... One friend talked about like his or her experiences there and what happened, right? And I brought it up because I was fucking flabbergasted. I, I I was enraged and everything. Um, and then I talked about it with some of my childhood friends who went there, and they were like, "Yeah, this shit happened all the time." Like with uh, multiple students. I I don't have any experience with like my local mosque or anything like that. I, I think I it would kind of like turn me off to so, religious schools yes, in general. Yes, but I, anyway, you know, even like even from my experience when I was doing it for a very long time, I was consistently going slash inconsistently going for pretty much every every year up until I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. After after oh, after that's late. No, after no, I that that's the schools. After like twelve, I I was taught at home, and there's a reason for that. But um. When I was young, it was literally me and my brother every single weekend on and off for up until we were like 11, 12. Um, and I never learned nearly as much as my parents thought I did. Bro, they, they barely taught me how to pray, right? Like there was nothing like that. All I would do is constantly read uh, the Quran over and over again. And if I wasn't completely perfect, restart. Like it was always just this like cyclical, uh, you know, uh, this was just cycle of me getting to a certain point, stopping for a while, not having the practice, going back, and they're saying you got to start over. So at a certain point, my parents were like, "You're not doing anything, and we're just wasting our money." I was like, "Okay, I agree," because I don't learn anything here because nothing really gets done. Because you know, you're just with a bunch of kids. You're there for two hours. These huzurs are getting paid, you know, what, however much an hour, and then they go home. Right? It's, it's nothing. So after that, my parents decided to get me home tutors and. Then they decided to get me a tutor or teacher that would teach me like the correct pronunciation and the right way to like really recite. And I'm glad that I did that because I still can do it to this day if if I just get like a, a, a an hour's worth of practice or two hours. Um, and that's the thing is I will pronounce things in the very correct way to do it. And my parents will say, you're doing it wrong. And I'm like... No, this is what I was taught. This is literally what the Arabs do. It <laughs> like this is literally what the Arabs do. Um, but 
I am glad. I feel like I could very minimally teach to read. I just don't remember like all the the small stuff. Uh, but teachings, teachings. I wouldn't want that from like a mosque. A lot of that, like I super feel you on it. Uh, I think okay, this is a very specific question to keep. But when you went to learn, right? Mm-hmm. You said you they would have you read over the Quran multiple times and whatnot, right? Yeah. Did they ever teach it teach you like to understand it slash like what no, it meant? No, they don't. They don't do that at you all. You were always just reciting like surahs. You were always yeah. reciting in Arabic without ever knowing what it meant. No, exactly. Okay. I had the exact same experience and I hated that. Yeah. Right? That like you could be, you know, there would be people who dedicated their entire childhood to memorizing the Quran, right? And they'd be called Hafizes for people who don't know, right? And a lot of these kids, sure, they spent a ton of out, like a ton of time, you know, hours on end, um, memorizing this whole book and everything it says, but they don't know what any of it means, right? Because, like we said before, uh, like a point of pride for a lot of Muslims is that the the Quran's never been, you know, rewritten or translated. Which is great and all if you can understand Arabic, but for a lot of us who don't natively speak Arabic, we're just memorizing like arbitrary Arabic sentences and and like texts mm. essentially, right? You know, and that's one thing I've always like despised. Right. If if there's a if there's a school or something like that that actually teaches your like children of what like the Quran's actually saying, I feel like that's okay. But here's I I feel like there's a reason why they don't do that. Because a lot of the things that's said in the Quran would be argued by children. If that makes sense. Like, makes so sense. many things. I yeah. think that's a good thing. Yes, yes. I think that. But think about it. Yeah. Is it really a good thing in their eyes? No. They're, gonna, they're just going to go home and tell their parents, like, yo, what the fuck are they teaching me? Like, this doesn't Be an obedient little child, right? Yeah, it's like, not. The minute a kid here is, oh, music is the sign of uh, doom of Armageddon coming. And it's like. Uh, is that how that works? Right, the minute kids start questioning it, that becomes problematic, isn't it? I mean, like if if I take like a little bit of historical context, as soon as the Latin Bible started becoming translated, is when it, it correlates to when the various different sects of Christianity started to arise. Because before the uh, the translation, it was uh, people were not uh, did not understand Latin like in 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 those times before like uh, Lutheranism like was the first like you know division right? Right. Priests would speak the Bible in Latin, right? And no one would understand. They just go to church because that was what they people would do. As soon as it became translated and it was a household item is items is when the questionings began. Historical context, like that's what happened, right? Luther, Martin Luther read the Bible and said, hey, these things don't make sense and split off, right? So, but think about it. Which Muslim household has you have you been in that has a translated Quran or, or Arabic, right? You know, it doesn't you know, I will happen. say, and this is completely anecdotal. My mother yeah. actually has one. Well, that's right? nice. I wish but I like that's. One. I know that's that's the exception, right? right. So like, right, I just like, want to toss that in there. Like my mother, like there, there are people who do translate their Quran and I'm sure... If you do care enough, there are resources that have translated. No, you can do Quran. it. No, you can you can do it online. Yeah. But I think the yeah. the main issue for anyone listening who who maybe like has an issue with what we're saying right now, I think the main issue is that it's usually at least on a larger scale just taught in Arabic, right? Mm-hmm. Just memorize these surahs, memorize these sayings and texts, 
don't worry about what it means necessarily. Right. Maybe the very minimal things that you will like learn, they'll have translations, right? That's all it really is. Everything outside of that, like the the whole the whole Quran itself, you generally don't know what the fuck you're reading. And it's a pity because when you actually read it, some like I think another real really interesting point is sometimes when you read it, like your own interpretation of the text could be different from you know the, the people around you, yeah. right? But instead of sort of encouraging that dialogue, a lot of it just kind of gets hampered down with just no, no, no. Here's what it says. This is here's what, what we think it means, or here's what it's accepted to mean. You know, just grit your teeth and keep going. Yeah, yeah like and and that's. And yeah, it's it's an old again. It's an older mindset. It's like even our parents definitely did not grow up understanding what it really means. They're just taught what their village teachers taught them. That's what it is, you know. So I don't. I can never like tell my like knock my parents for doing what they did because that's what they did. Like that's what how they learned. That's fine. I guess that's why the the fun part is that's what our parents did, and this is how we turned out. The mm. fun part is going to be figuring out what do we do and how do our kids turn Screw out. Screw my in, kids in, in whole yeah. new ways. <laughs> whole new ways, boys. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we're getting close to, well, an hour and a half. Is there anyone anyone else want to toss in anything before I wrap up the episode? I just want to ask a quick question, and this is specifically for Pratique, mm. right? Yeah. Um, have you, when you were little, right? I remember you saying you were a bit more religious up until like seven. Did you have any formal like religious education? Um, I had to do everything that like my mother did. And she was pretty religious. Like we would pray, I think every day. I would occasionally clean like the statues before prayer, wash my hands and all that shit. Um, and uh. So kind of, I guess, I, I think I would have to read some things. I would have to like, uh, l- like my mom would pray and I would have to repeat what she's saying. Um, things like that. It wasn't too formal or formal at all, uh, but it just made no sense to me. So you didn't have like any sort of like Sunday school type thing then? No, I don't think so. Uh, Sundays we would go to temple and I would have to like recite prayers along with the rest of uh, the, the people there. Okay, that's pretty like standard, I would say. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, my our minimal uh, exposure to Hinduism, right? Kind of just goes from our friends' perspectives. It does, it does, right? And, and that, that, I was just curious about like Pratik's perspective. Um, just given like like you're you you already said from a young age you were not very religious. I just was wondering like to what extent uh was like Hinduism sort of like taught to you or to to or how was it taught to you? And yeah, it was basically through my parents. I would go to like Durga Pujas and then I would, it wasn't really taught to me. I, I would just kind of go show up, repeat what they would tell me to repeat, and then I'd go home. And even at home, like with the prayers at home, I would do the same thing. Right. And like my my experience or like my, my exposure to Hinduism comes from like, again, all my friends, a few of them are Bengali, a few of them are not. And it's. Hinduism is always like the every every culture has its own again perspective, right? Everything like there's Hindus who are vegetarian, there are Hindus who are not vegetarian. There's there's so many different. Uh, I, 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 I don't know how to phrase it. Sections. It's not sex. Sex is the. I, I feel like I say like, I don't know. It's, sex feels like I'm referring to the caste system, but, <laughs> but it is the caste system. Though, yeah, so. yeah, but like there's very different interpretations and followings, at least from my perspective of Hinduism, that. You know, everyone, I like, for me, my perspective is, bro, you, this is how you follow your religion. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, 
So I have a question for you guys. Like, do you think you're ever going to be like, I don't know, really religious like your parents one day? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, so I, I the reason I jumped straight into this is because when I last had a conversation with my mother about religion, uh, she had specifically, like, she had explicitly said, oh, I'm not going to bug you to pray anymore because I don't have to worry about it, right? And up until that, like, she had been telling me, you know, I want you to pray a bit more and whatnot. And every now and then she does. But I was interested about why she said that. And keep in mind that in my family, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, my my sister and I are the youngest of our cousins, right? On my mom's side, at least, right? So yeah. all of our cousins are older than us. There's at least like seven other families in front of us who are all older. And my mom kind of just looked at me and she was like, because you'll probably turn out like your cousins. You'll have your your phase where you don't like you don't uh, you don't act piously at all. Right. You don't pray much. You don't do anything. And then when you're older, you'll just become super religious and it's fine. Right. And thing is, I know which cousin she's referring to. Right. Like maybe out of like five or six of them who have gotten older and have kids now, maybe three have become really religious. And now those two, three, like two of them are like like flight risk religious right to to kind of oh. toss that in there oh, for no, for no, a no, margin no. of measurement right oh no um but like i just looked at my mom and i was like okay i appreciate you giving me that sort of freedom to be like all right i'll just you know go about my own thing and then eventually if i become religious i become religious but it was just interesting that my mom's perspective was oh no you will end up like your cousins and as you get older you will just become religious, right? And to that, I don't think I'm going to stand here and say, oh, that definitely will or won't happen. If it does, it does. But as of right now, I don't think I'm on that path. But I also like, if I become religious for whatever, you know, series of events, I don't think that'll be a problem, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of like me letting life continue going by. And if I do happen to see the light and suddenly start praying five times a day, cool. But if I don't, I think the the end message of don't be a cunt will still resonate devoutly within my soul. Um, for me, it's like the reason I feel like people, as they get older, get older, they get religious is the fear of death becomes much, much more scary as you get older. You the know? midlife crisis. The midlife Impending crisis. Impending mortality. Impending mortality. We're in our 20s. We feel invincible, bro. Like, yeah, you could say like your back hurts when you wake up and your knees fucking crack when you get up like it's that's bullshit right we all know that we just exaggerated we just dramatic you know what i'm saying unless you get some problems well then that's up to you um but for me at least i've oh, i'm 26 okay you died that a jump from like 22 to 26 it hits yeah yeah, yeah i'm 22 so i i still think like i'm immortal so <laughs> fucking child ass bitch i, I yeah. have time too it's okay yeah yeah, yeah. rafi's 23 to be it's old uh I'm 20. what hey hey okay okay wait i'm younger than fatigue oh, can we not just say to me it's old you motherfucker i sort of i can't anyways you were saying yeah so we're, we're 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 both pretty old we're, yeah i mean we're we're getting to like uh if adulting age is considered like 29 30 right we're getting closer. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. We're getting closer to being like actual proper. You know what I mean? Like we're we're not teenage. None of us are teenagers. No. This is like also, marriage age. Start of I marriage age. I don't think we're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting there, right? Yeah. We're, we're, or we're like peak. We're like peak right for marriage type of thing, right? I'm sure there's a bunch of people our age who are like 25 and they're like, time to get married right now, right? And it's like, 
apparently, a conversation. apparently if every friend found a doctor for me so i was like you know what okay okay <laughs> uh, okay but yeah but, no no like i know we're getting close to yeah. actual adulting age yeah but i'm saying like as i get i've always wanted to be a good muslim like not like maybe pray as much as I can and obviously still hold the same perspective as I do right now or, you know, they, maybe they'll just be a little heightened. I want to one day do Hajj. I want to fast every all 30 days. I want to pray as much as I can. I know I'm not going to be able to pray five times a day ever. Maybe when I get like in retirement, like old. I, I, my goal is always to be a decent Muslim, you know, I, I, for whatever reason. I just, that's just a goal of mine. So I, I don't think I'll be like, Hello, like, you know, just, to, hey, the flight risk, as Timid would put it. Oh, but God. A quietly be, That's a problem. I would say quietly be a good Muslim. No one will ever know. Not many people will really know. Uh, but quietly, in my own eyes, be a good Muslim, if that makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. Fair. I hey, can, I, I can I give a quick story about the flight risk? Because he's really funny. I think you should also explain it just for, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This Your guy isn't like an actual risk. flight risk. It's just... When he was younger, like, let's say our age right now, he was a very loose, happy-go-lucky, like, free guy. I don't, I don't know what... I genuinely don't know what happened. I didn't see him for a couple years. And then he comes... Like, when he was younger, he looked like Batista, right? Uh, like, his face actually looked like Batista. And then when he got older, he just grew a fat fucking beard and suddenly, like, was the most religious man I'd known. And... Just for reference, like, I'm not going to give anything too, too specific, but my house is right across the street from Mandir, right? Now, my family is all Muslim. Mandir is for Hindus, right? We live in New York, and that's not an issue. That's never been an issue. I've never seen that as an issue, right? Um, so across the street is a Mandir, and on the same street, right, just at the other end of the block, is another Mandir, right? Cool. Two, two uh, houses of worship for, for Hindu people, right? Again, I've never had an issue with that. No one in my family has had an issue with that. We own the house we live in, so my family was definitely aware that these Mondays existed, right? My own, my, genuinely, my only issue with it is when the one across the street has a wedding and they start busting out the drums <laughs> and I can't hear anything because the drums are so goddamn loud, right? But that is the extent of my issue with them. My cousin comes over to, to our house. Granted, I say he's my cousin. He's old. He's like maybe, what, in his 40s or something now. He's got kids. He used to be fun when he, when, when, when he was younger, but he's not anymore. And he straight up like starts talking to me about me trying to convince my parents into moving, right? And at first, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, maybe if the finances work out in that way, like I'm sure we could rent the top floor and we can make we can make more off the rent than for the mortgage and we can profit off of that. Hey, and I, like that's what I thought. That's where I thought he was going with that as like a financial move, right? And he was like, "Oh, that's cool and all, but like you know, just to get away from the Hindus." And I'm like, "What? Oh my what? god!" And he's like, "Yeah, you guys live on a house with two Mondays. Like that's such a problem." And I'm and I just looked at him like, "That's a problem." But like, why though, right? And he's like, because you know, you should you should go instead. You should go move to uh, a neighborhood that's on the same block as a mosque, right? Like that would be much better. I'm like, it's the same thing. Like, there's a mosque like what less than half a mile away from my house, right? Like, again, like this is that's not how this society works. That's not like there is no issue with simply living on the same block as another religious like house of worship, right? And it was just like. Oh, it was just like a moment of realization of, 
oh, you're just that far gone that for some reason, just living on the same block as a Monday is a problem, right? It's like, what's good with you? You've like, this guy also lived the majority of his life in New York, right? And it's like, how did you live and grow up here and still turn out like this? Like, there's no reason for this. But yeah, that's that's the flight risk in our family. We all we all just joke about that because he's just too he's too damn religious for for his own good. Like another quick anecdote during the Nika, he was debating with the imam about what (laughs) about what he was saying for the for the ceremony, right? About Uh, what prayers he was using. And like like you don't even have to be Muslim to just know that if you have a, a family member who's debating with the religious expert. That was brought in to lead the ceremony you might want to sit down right I mean, you might want to tell that person stay in your lane sorry go ahead no 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 why make a scene at any call man no like, thankfully he didn't make a scene but like the funniest thing was like as like my my cousin was getting married right as my cousin and her groom was being brought in right and the dads were all kind of just like talking and getting everything sorted out we just my young like one of the younger cousins and i were just standing in the corner we just look over and the guy is like debating with the with the hujur or with the imam i don't remember exactly what it was um in terms of like what should be said what's up was he doing it in private kind of but not really right okay i have just just a just a straight up conversation and we were just looking at like 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 bro stop please like it's so unneeded like if you really care this much you become an imam you go lead a mosque you go uh do you you go do someone's nikah but like we're already here don't don't be dumb right there's no reason for this stay in your lane straight up just stay in your lane but yeah that dude wild crazy that's insane (laughs) Ritik, what were you saying i was um i was gonna say something else but uh as like um another story that i have like in in uh my, my my family in india they're kind of well the older people in my family are are kind of uh similarly racist like they live in a city that's percent muslim 50 percent hindu right uh-huh. but i think i told this story before but when my grandma saw me oh, she yeah, saw yeah, me yeah. with a beard she was like yo you look like a terrorist what are you doing shave it off right which is weird because there are other people in the family who have full-on beards as well well i you did mention this in an earlier podcast i yeah. remember you did but mention yeah, like, your grandmother's a wonderfully tolerant person she's yeah. also like 90 oh, more than 90 yeah. at this point so I don't blame her. She was she's a product of a different religion. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry of a different time period. Um, you know I feel like there are hateful people on all sides. Of course, it's always. just how it is. Always, ex atheists, we are yo. perfect. Speaking of a, a beard, I uh, like recently I uh, shaved my beard like really short, like turned it really short because it was getting really scruffy, and I wanted to like get like a soft reset of it, right? Yeah, and. Uh, my uh, my mom was like, "Oh, Satan was whispering in your ear when he did that because she didn't like how short it was." Wait, what? She was because like, "Oh, Shaitan was whispering in your ear when he did that because he didn't like how because he likes how short it is." The devil she was didn't like how short my beard into was. shortening uh, your beard is what she's trying to get at. Yeah, well, th- th- I'm, I love that parents still use that like you know that <laughs> excuse. I, I like I I like really I trimmed my beard in the middle of quarantine. My dad was like shocked. He was like, you shouldn't be doing that. If you're going to grow one out, you have to keep it. I was like, bro, I just shut up. <laughs> uh, no, I super I super agree with you because like I've had I've been told like, oh, now that you've grown a beard, you can't get rid of it. And I'm just like, 
Are you telling me if I just want to shave it all off, I can? Because I like, super it, will do that just to prove a point. I'm yeah, going to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, is it like the bristles just not going to work? Or is like my hair just now impe- impenetrable? Like, what's going on? <laughs> right? Like, you're, you're thinking there's a, there's a logical reason for yeah. it, right? You're trying to think, like, this person isn't going down the cuckoo. Like, religion is the only, is the one and only thing running this. Yeah. But it's like, no, no, no. You gave them the benefit of the doubt for no good reason. Yeah, yeah. It's being wasted. What can you do? You know, I feel like this might be, unless there's anything else that needs to be said, like, this is probably just a good way to segue into today's moral of don't be a cunt. Like, don't that's really cunt. it, right? Don't be a it's cunt. It's a very I, low bar. I wish I could make that the title of the episode, but I don't think that's going to work, uh, I, unfortunately. I, you could pronounce it differently. Don't be a I a can't. I, no, no, like, no, no, like no, it, like no, a, no, 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 no. That sounds oh, like a racial slur. Oh, no, okay. no, no, right. no, 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 Never mind, never mind, never mind. That sounds, it, like, explicitly what I meant. I literally just meant, like, you know, you know the last name Khan? Just add yeah. a T at the end. No, 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 no. We're not doing we'll, that. We'll play it. around with that after yeah. we're done with the podcast. Yeah. yeah In I'm my not... defense, I was thinking about how, like, Irish people or, like, the no, say it. Stop. I won't. We won't. I'm just saying. I'm just. I feel like I'm just. Anyway. Anyway. Well, You're right, Pratik. It is a low bar. Unfortunately, it's a little too high for some people. Yeah. But we can all at least teach our kids. Don't be a cunt. Oh, no, no. What I meant was like, that's the lowest bar for us and people we know, right? Yeah. I think the important thing is to know like what a cunt is and make that, uh, make that meaning known to people who maybe do cuntish things that are in your friend group. Call Ash. them out on it. That's it. That's, that's the ending message, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a cunt. Make sure other people know what it is. Um, might not always be the easiest thing to do in the world. Well, guys, I think we've had a very productive episode. I hope. I don't think we've said anything too controversial in terms of. I hope not. I'm Western sure someone's views. angry. Yeah, if someone's angry, hey, talk to me. Let's let's work it out, man. Let's see how much we can debate. I want to have some fun. Hey guys, uh, if my opinion is wrong, then that's fine for you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Ding dong. Our opinions are wrong. Whatever, bro. I think that it should be the title of the ding uh, dong. Podcast. Ding dong. Your opinion is wrong. I, I'm ding kind of vibing dong, with our opinions are wrong. wrong. Our opinions are wrong. I'm vibing yeah. with it. Um, right? It's not yeah, bad. I kind of vibing with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the seventh episode of the Be Like That podcast. We are still having a great time doing this, and we hope to catch you guys next week for episode eight. Thank you very much, and deuces. Thank you.